This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. That's right, Tom Izzo. We're here. We spew about crap as a podcast. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, one of the topics that came up early in the show this morning was how uh, Allie, our, uh, the woman who does makeup here, Yeah. Uh, it's her wedding this weekend, Saturday. Everyone from the show is going except for myself. Right. I don't have plans. I just uh, decided. You're uh, not going. not going. It's too far for me. I'm going to have anxiety about it. Uh, all, all these sorts of things. It's it's really just a, a, you know, it's just it's too far. It's too far. Mm-hmm. And and I credited you with, with saying to me, you know, you're not going to be happy. Just it's okay to not go. Send a gift. Yes, I I do believe that. So when I was talking to Gina about this initially, you know, she of course loves to do things, but she understands that I'm that I don't like to do things. But I, I was said to her, I go, ah, and you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like two, three weeks before Christmas. I said, you know, you got to give a gift. I go, uh, stay in a hotel. I got to board the dog for two days. It's a thousand dollar night. I, yeah. Right. I say I was going to be like a thousand dollars. She goes like this. She goes, you know what? Just send her a thousand dollars then. And that way you don't have to deal with it. What? I go, what? I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. That's what she <laughs> I said. Th- I love your girlfriend. She's out of her mind. She goes, well, that way, you know, you'd be spending the same amount of money, but no, without all the hassle. I'm not giving a thousand dollars as a wedding gift. I gotta be. I don't know why when you don't go, you have to give anything. <laughs> to be quite honest, <laughs> right? Like, thanks for the invite. Can't make it. I mean, good luck. But I, I got a gift off of the registry. Great. Which I know, like in New York, New Jersey, if you're going to a wedding, you, you don't bring a gift. Right. You give cash. Right. I don't know what those gifts are for. Like, why even have a gift registry? Then is that yeah. for people who are not going? Uh, usually the, that registry is for the shower. Usually. Okay, because even when, when I went to the registry, there was not a, a lot left on it, but sure. I, I found a nice item. Yeah. But when I purchased the item, I was like, okay, listen, they're going to time out. I sent the, I tried to time it out. I tried to time everything out. I didn't want, I wanted to make sure she got the car right. and then I send a gift. So I, I go on the website where she's registered, send the gift. It it goes, thank you. The They'll be very excited we will let them know on their wedding day that you've yeah, sent them a terrible. gift. I'm like, what? That's awful. Let them know now I sent a gift. I agree. Send it to their house from me now. Yeah. I agree. I also didn't write anything on the response card other than not attending. I didn't give it. There was no room to write I know. It's a very small card. It's a very and a small, small card. I know. I wasn't even sure, like, do, is the bride and groom getting that or is the parent, one of the I sets of parents. Mom. I went to her parents. Right. So the mom doesn't need to know why I'm not right, attending. Right, for sure. Scan it. Too, like, too much. This is what I don't understand. And I guess I fall into the same trap, too, although I try to avoid it. I know when I ask someone to do something, yeah. they say they can't and they start going into why, I yeah. stop them. You can't go or you can't do it. Right. Fine. I don't understand this need, and most of us have feel this need to explain ourselves. Right. Not going. End of story. Right. Like, I, I, I did almost write on the card, sorry, I can't make it, but I could make it. I could have made go. it. You don't want to go. I also didn't want to write, not attending, don't want to go. You can't write that. Can't write that. No. I couldn't even really feel I mean, comfortable writing, uh, not attending, Long Island's way too far from you where legit I live. Would be, I think you legit would be three hours yeah. to get there. And I don't think that's a stretch. Right. I think it could even be longer, quite frankly, from where you're coming from. Yeah, depending on what the situa- traffic right. situation is. Like was. I told Allie this morning, you might not see us till 7 o'clock. Right. Because I've got my kids have, been, have games during the morning and in the afternoon, and I have to wait for them both to be home and settle before we go anywhere, obviously. I don't know if I'm leaving before 3 o'clock. So God knows the traffic I'm going to hit. Um, but 
you know, and I also deal with Allie in a much different way than you do. Allie's been doing my makeup for nine years. You don't go sit there with her every single day. I don't get day. makeup. No. And I mean, it's, yes, you work by her. You don't really yeah, work with Yeah, she's a lovely person. She's I awesome. like them. And if they were closer, I had 100% would be interested in going. Here's another one I don't understand. The baby shower. Mm-hmm. Women hate going to baby showers. Is that right? M- all right. Not all. Most women. Most women do. All they do is complain about a baby right. shower. And I get why you do it, and it's nice, and it's fun. But mo- but it's like, if you don't want to go, just send a gift. It's okay. Right. Send a gift. You know what? The less people that show up, I mean, you want, you want to have some people there, the less people you got to pay for. Right. I don't know. It reminded me when I first started working for Ron and Fez when I first came back in 2001. Yeah. You know, we were trying to, uh, we were trying to establish like what my on-air character was and how to, what things I could do on the show that would be fun. And I had come back for my, uh, and when I had returned and moved back here shortly after returning and starting on Ron and Fez, I had a wedding to attend, a Friday night wedding of my cousin, okay. my first cousin. So well, we were trying, you know, before the show, trying to think of, you know, what could we do with this? And I said, oh, I said, I know what I'll do. I said, you know, around here, everybody expects you to give a lot of money. I'll say I'm giving $35. <laughs> right? So they were like, oh, it's perfect, you know. Right, yeah. So that's what we open up. We're going, you're going to this wedding. Yeah, you're bringing a gift. Yeah. What are you bringing? $35. <laughs> and then I used all the excuses. I'm going by myself. Right. They're asking me, is there an open bar? I go, yeah, but I probably I don't drink. I, I'm like, I probably going to have one drink. You know, it was, a, it was a Friday wedding. I go, it's probably cheaper. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Did people furious, furious because in this area, you know, weddings are expensive yeah. and, and it's all about, I remember when my sister, both of my sisters are getting married. All they talked about and the family talked about was the list. Cutting down the list. Right, which is why I would think you'd almost be happy when a few people say no. Yes. Cutting down the list. Yeah. The list is too big and it costs too much money. Yes. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. But then when I got to the wedding, my cousin's wedding, I, everyone think I, I think everyone thought I was giving $35. <laughs> well, if you did it on the radio. <laughs> right. I, I would did think it on so the radio. too. Yes. Yeah, so you was get little, there and there's no name card for you. <laughs> that was a little embarrassing. Yeah, you're you're allowed at the cocktail hour. You're right. not coming inside. You're not gonna, you, you said you weren't having a drink. You said you weren't to bring it. I wasn't bringing it. Get I, out. Yeah, I wasn't bringing a guest. It was all that stuff. That's funny. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I you know when I turned fifty, I really said to myself, do things that you want to do. Right, and you've. You have gone back on it a couple of times. I have many times, unfortunately. Already. Right. But that's the other thing. Like thinking we got the Boomer and Geo show Christmas yeah. Day extravaganza next week. I'm like back to back days. Dude, you know what I have? No. And and I don't mind I don't mind going Saturday. Yeah, you like doing stuff. I love doing stuff. I don't like doing stuff to this extent. Friday night we have it's my mom's birthday, so we have a thing Friday night. Saturday, my boys have games. And then in the car, wedding. Sunday, I have Cowboys, and then Rutgers Seton Hall Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know how you do like that. Like, I don't have a weekend. Yeah, I would have. There's nothing there. And then next week, we have the Boomer and Geo extravaganza, which is fine. That'll be fun. On a Friday, Thursday night. Oh, it's a Thursday. I was going to see, because then... And I then Friday, we come week, do the show. Right, which is going to be brutal, because we're going to be exhausted. And that means I'm going to go home and be miserable, which my wife's not going to be happy with. Right, then Saturday... I've got my kids have games. I have a Rutgers game at five, and then we have a Christmas party to go to. Like next Saturday, the eighteenth is completely shot, and then the nineteenth, my son has a game in the morning, and I got Cowboys Giants in the afternoon. It's like, what kind of weekend are these? And are we doing Christmas shopping? I do have to figure that out too at yeah. some point because Christmas is the week after that, I, dude. Is your how old is your oldest son now? Seventeen. Is a seventeen-year-old harder or easier to buy for than he's a piece of cake? He is. Yeah. So I always wondered, really like, as, as they get older, is it easier or harder? Because when they're young, it's, you know, you get these various toys. You know, it's, they both, you know, Matthew is really into sports, both playing and watching. So he is, and he's into fitness now. So there's so many different, It's he's a piece of cake. Joseph's a little tougher, but even him. I mean, it's almost like I said, my wife, let's relax. We're buying a little too much here. Oh, so he's making a list. Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying... She's already bought oh, too much. Your wife, yes. You know, and then she's like, "Get him this." I'm like, "That's three hundred. That where do you think this money's coming from?" Right. 
Like, we already spent it. Let's relax. Santa's not coming down that chimney with all these gifts. Exactly. So, no, they're easy. Is he still into being a ventriloquist? No. He was into it. He did his performance. Right. Went off without a hitch. He went out on a high note. Like, he accomplished. No, you know what he's into right now is he gets into these. The one thing about Joseph is when he gets into something, he loves it and he practices nonstop. So the ventriloquist. What is it called? Ventriloquist. Yeah, that. He practiced that. And he put an act together. It's crazy. And he did the talent show at school and was awesome. Done with it, finished. Never done it again. Now he's into skateboard tricks, which I don't care for because if you want to play sports, you're going to twist or break something. It's just the nature of what it is. So his basketball season starts Saturday. He had practice. You know, last Sunday he went and they practiced last night and tomorrow night. Yeah, he didn't practice last night because he fell and jammed up his his wrist. I said to him, like, listen, dude, these are the you want to do the skateboarding, go for it. This is what's gonna happen. And then my wife gets mad at me because I'm, you know, I'm not uh, supporting him. I'm like, time out. I'm he go for it. But know that there is a risk involved when you're trying to make jumps on a skateboard. Uh, you know, you can't have both. And I tell you right now, I got trips to Myrtle Beach in Maryland for baseball this year. I'll be damned if you're going to touch that skateboard a month before either trip. I ain't going there without you. Where does he do this? In, in the in your driveway? Uh, the driveway out in front of the street. There's really good pavement in the neighborhood. Kim will take oh, a walk smooth, with him. Uh, yeah. oh, I loved it. When I used to use a skateboard in my neighborhood, when, when they would pave the streets. Oh, loved it. Oh, my gosh. And then you end up in a neighborhood that's not paved. And it's oh, miserable. It sucks. He was out there the other night. I want to say it was Monday night, I think. No, I wasn't home Monday night. I guess it was Tuesday night. That was last night. No. Saturday night? One of those nights. He was out there when it was dark out, just with the street under the streetlight trying to do this jump. I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Where I live, uh, the kids skateboard and try to do tricks jumping off the boardwalk. Oh. Off the boardwalk steps. Yeah. So I hear them all night long. Oh! Because there's a lot of... You know, it's like if you were trying to get good at baseball and you went in the batting cage, yeah. you'd have a lot of misses. And it, but that's okay if you swing and miss. <laughs> it's not okay if you fall on the skateboard the wrong way and you break your ankle in six spots. Yeah, when I see these kids, they're they're going on the boardwalk, which is wood, so it's like tick, 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 and then jumping the steps and then not landing properly. I, I trust, and the Very body's dangerous. resilient, but it ain't that resilient. Yeah. So, but that's like him. Even with the, I put the batting cage up. We'll be in there for three hours. Like, I got to stop him because he's getting calluses on it, blisters on his hand. That's him, though. Yeah. He's got a longboard or a regular skateboard? Regular skateboard. I, I like it. I don't know the difference with a longboard. The longboards are like this. Oh, no, big, no, no, yeah, no, no, like no, no, gigantic. I don't know skateboard. if they really do tricks on those, though. I don't know. As he's got a regular one. Does he like Tony Hawk? I don't know. The I don't jackass know. He, guys, they were all skateboarders. He's not watching jackass guys. I don't know. He watches these shows on YouTube, man. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. No, it's fun that the jackass guys used to do. They would dress in like panda uh, outfits and skateboard as animals. As you know, you know, in in yeah, in costumes, Santa Claus. That's fun. That's, that's fun fine. To see. Yeah. Why don't you go do that in Bradley Beach? Uh, I, I'm I'm past the. I do see adults skateboarding, which is weird. Like, sure, forty year old men skateboarding looks strange. I hear you. Uh, we also talked this morning on the show about uh, Genesis. Yeah. Being on tour and Phil Collins and Phil Collins is uh, in a in a chair of some sort or he's performing. He's in rough shape. I guess vocally still sounds great, but this Phil Collins, I don't. Have you followed any of his divorce situations? No, just that I know that he was divorced, got back together with her, and then they broke up again. And now she wants more money from him. Yes, to leave his mansion <laughs> after she already got paid forty six million dollars. Yeah. I know. He moved into a $1 million penthouse or condo, gave her or let her stay in the mansion valued at $40 million. She basically had her boyfriend move in with her. Now he wants them out, and she wants a $20 million payday to get out after she already took him for $46 million. Right, like she took him for all that money. They got married again. Oh, either they were together. They got married again. No, they got married again, divorced the second time. Okay. This guy must have no money left. Uh, I don't think he's got much. What a life he's led. Yeah. Quite bizarre. Yeah, quite bizarre. You're not kidding. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. I was looking at their set list, though, Jerry. Weird. Like, they're playing a lot of, uh, which doesn't make sense to me, they're playing songs when Peter Gabriel was the lead singer. Really? Yeah, it doesn't, it's very strange. That is odd. 
There's yeah. I would say I only knew on the set list half the songs. No kidding. Yeah. Which was... you would not expect going to a concert with Phil Collins. No, oh, yeah, Phil Collins and Genesis. I yeah. feel like, like you know, it's on not on the list. Abacab. And no, no solo Phil Collins stuff. Really? Yeah. It's a little weird. That's it. Well, yeah. I guess when the Eagles go when they tour, they do their solo stuff, right? They do. They, Joe Walsh will sing his stuff. Joe and Don Walsh. Henley. Yep. Even uh, Glenn Fry, I think, even Used was to. doing was doing a song or two. You know, it was funny watching that Beatles documentary. I know yeah. you'll watch it. There was a, the one point where George Harrison does leave the band as they're trying to put this music together in this week, and be, which is unbelievable to me, but whatever. And they were like, at one point, they were in, I don't know, they were in such good spirits. I still cannot believe they never got back together, but whatever. Uh, at one point, they're like, well, if he doesn't come back, we'll just call Eric Clapton. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I'll see ya. <laughs> He's not doing anything right now. So, And it's funny listening to them. Like, at one point, they're, you know, like, oh, it's Elvis's birthday today. Oh, someone should call him. Like, it's so weird sitting in and watching that. It really, and the, and the footage is crystal what, clear. Did they ever say, I'm sure it's in articles, where was this footage? All right, so a guy on Twitter told me, and now that he mentioned it, I think it was right in the beginning in the scroll. Okay. The footage was for a movie they were putting together, which never got done. Okay. The Beatles hated it. They did not approve it or release it. So they've sat on this footage the entire time. So then how did someone get to do I, something with that it? That I don't know the answer to. They've got over 60 or 70 hours worth of footage that they combined down to eight hours. Wow. Yeah, it's really, it's good. It's just watching these guys at work is wild. And it's clear video. Crystal clear. There's a lot of video from above because they got boom mics all over the place for casual conversation. And so when they're far away, you know, they have the... Um, the text is scrolled on the screen. Oh, okay. Just to make sure you're hearing them properly. Yeah. It really is. It is something. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. I, it's slow. It really is. Like, yeah. it is slow. There are times like, oh, my God, okay, they're trying out another another song. Okay. But it's also part of the entire process. All right. And this is in their later years. This is 1969. Oh, okay. This is right before they break up. So it's not any of the early stuff. No. There's, okay, good. They, they do a really good job, which you'll see, of giving you a quick summarization of the band from the start to where they're at now. And then it picks up. It's focused all on that. It, it's all focused on this three-week three period to get this album done and this live performance done. And then what's coming next? As we learned, nothing. Yeah. A whole bunch of nothingness. A whole bunch of nothing. Then uh, the other thing that popped up in today's program, this really is like a post-game podcast this is. today. This is what this was originally thought we were going to do. Which we did for like a week. Yeah. Uh, we brought up, and we brought up this story, you and I, on the warm-up show today about the transgender yeah. swimmer. I just thought it was interesting as to where we are in talk radio in 2021 because uh, Geo did bring it up on the Boomer and Geo show. And uh, Boomer, you know, started to give his opinion on it and then said, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this. There are too many people with too many different opinions. Sure. And I thought, that's that what talk radio is. Too many people with too many different. This is a perfect topic. And if you piss someone off today. Right. That's the problem. You could be gone tomorrow. Not worth it. It's not worth it. You see what you've done? You see what you've done? Uh, cancel culture, as they say. It's true. It really is true. It was a perfect topic. This would be even a topic in the 90s or whatever where even if you were all for a transgender female swimming and breaking all the records. You go the opposite way? Just right. To stir it up? Sure. Now you can't do that. You can't do that. I was watching a Bill Burr piece. I don't know who he was with. It might have been, I don't know, one of the late night things. And he's like, I just want to go back to, you know, fairness and facts as opposed to someone saying something, and then you have to defend yourself from something that never happened, and yet you still could be fired because someone made it look like it happened. Yeah. Really, it was very interesting, with the way he put it. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and we really thought, like, comedians were the last line, like, nothing. Like, when you're working in a club, that right. you're uncancelable because you don't have an employer. Like, you're, you're, you're protected by the comedy. Right. And you're yourself. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. But we have also seen when uh, companies have defended and pushed back, like what happened with uh, Netflix and uh, Dave Chappelle, that it goes away. 
It can. Sure. It can go away. It can. Absolutely. Just I like, don't know. Just like this program is going away right now and leading you into the warm-up program. Perfect. Now, tomorrow, Jerry, is a Thursday. What's the Thursday night game? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, Vikings-Steelers. Uh, Vikings-Steelers. Yep. We will, we're going to break it down tomorrow morning, no, you and I, Jerry. We're really, really going to mention it. We'll really break down offense, defense, every uh, position player. Knicks and Nets play again tonight. Maybe uh, Buck will be hired by tomorrow morning. The Knicks or Nets play tonight? Knicks play and the Nets? No, they play tonight. They play tonight? Nets, as I've said, for five hours this morning. Thank you for listening. Uh, the Nets are in Houston tonight. Oh, I thought you meant the Knicks and Nets play each other. The Knicks are in Indiana tonight. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll be covering that as well, Jerry. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do the warm-up program. It was a good one today, as usual. So, What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All suck. Right, what do you say we do this? It's 5.01 midweek. It's called Hump Day. It's Wednesday, we got the bad seat himself, the Eddie Scazzeri with us. Good morning. How are you, sir? And, of course, Al Duke's wearing a shirt I almost put on myself because we really all have the same wardrobe at this point. His name is Al Kevin Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yeah, Flag and Anthem sends us stuff, and then uh, we all have the same items. <laughs> Pretty and much. We, uh, I put them in a rotation. I do a rotation in my closet. Yeah. Like when I uh, – anything that I hang up in my closet – when I wash it, goes and back to the other end. It goes back to the other end. So I o- almost always wear the things in the same order. Yeah, very smart. And then my jeans are on a, a three-man rotation, three-jean rotation. But they're all the same. No, they're three different. I oh, have you a gray have pair, kinds? a black pair, and a blue pair, and those get rotated. Got it. And I do not care whether they match the shirt that comes up in the yeah, rotation. They're jeans. What difference is exactly, make? Jerry? Right. They're jeans. And plus, who are you trying to impress? Uh, no one. Right. It's fine. Even on TV, you're only seeing my top half anyway. Exactly. And then, yeah, so I've got a three-jean rotation, a lot of shirts in the rotation. A lot of shirts. A lot of shirts. But my jeans are like uh, pitching. Like I have three elite pitchers, have, and that's what I have a three-jean rotation. I have a three-jean rotation. What and do you do for the bullpen on the weekends? Um, <laughs> mm, same jeans. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, I thought yeah. you were say sweatpants or no, something. No, no, no. I'm not a sweatpants not guy. Not a sweats guy. I do not like sweatpants. I understand. There are people, and, and I think it's a generational thing, because I've seen this come up on Barstool. Uh, Kevin at Barstool in particular does not understand. Like, for me, like on a Sunday, I'm going to watch football. Yeah. I'm going to have jeans on. Right. I'm relaxing, laying around on the couch with jeans. I take a nap with jeans on. That's jeans are my thing. I'm good with the jeans for every day. Yeah. The, the nap is a little bit much. But I'm not going to get changed to take a nap. What I'm saying is jeans to someone like me. I'm a man, Jerry. I'm 52. You also have, in fairness, you have stick legs. I have stick legs. So the jeans are not going to be very tight on your legs. Right. Like I even wear a, um, I wear slim fit, not skinny jeans. And slim still, fit. And you're still swimming in they're them. It's still a little baggy. It's unbelievable. But God. my generation was very comfortable in jeans. Your generation. Yeah. The newer generation wants sweatpants. They you know, want Sal pajama showed up in sweatpants yesterday. That's embarrassing. You I said, "What are you doing, dude?" But he had a very nice shirt on. Okay. He figured he was. He went with the same theory you were. He goes, "I sit down. No one sees me. They see top up. I look good." I say, "But then you you get up and you're wearing jeans. I'd rather sweatpants." Right, but put your jeans on. I don't know if he had. I don't know if I've ever seen Sal in jeans. Here's where I've seen Sal all those years working Columbia with him. Yeah. Sweatpants or suit. Slacks. That's it. I've never seen him in anything else. Oh, and shorts for sure. Now, what a man can't wear khakis. Come on. No, I disagree with that. Ugh, that's khakis a, are such fine. a terrible look. No, it's not. not khakis a bad look. Not at all. The khaki, you don't get out much, do you? The khaki. No, I. Khakis I, are actually a very good look with a nice oh, shirt. Terrible. Very good look. You look like a school teacher. That's not true. Well, the the tan ones, yes. Yeah, the tan ones is what I'm. You talking can wear about. black khakis. Yeah. No. Okay. You're right. They have black, different kinds. Khakis, tan khaki. I mean, uh, gray khakis. Mm-hmm. 
There's I'm different... talking about the khaki colored khakis, which does those br- light brown ones. Yeah. Like terrible look. I hear you. Terrible look. Right. Like a substitute teacher. I suppose. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Speaking uh, of jeans. Whatever and, you say. Speaking of jeans and what I wear when I watch uh, football on Sunday. No, we're going to get to the most ridiculous headline of all time. Yeah, this is a great this headline. This is so disappointing. No, no, no. I, I disagree, Jerry. It's disappointing. The Jerry Jones situation? Yeah. That's what he said. Well, he sort of said. Not really. We interpreted, as he said, that Jerry Jones was asked interpreted, about. Interpreted. Yeah, exactly. we interpreted. Jerry Jones was asked on an interview on Dallas radio about, uh, you know, when the Cowboys are not playing, you know, what is he, uh, you know, I told you I wear my jeans when I watch football. Right. And they had asked to Jerry Jones, I guess, what what is. They what said, is, what do you wear? What do you eat? What do you wear? What do you eat when the Cowboys aren't on and you're watching the NFL? Well, I've watched them in everything uh, that you have or without everything that you have. Well. Uh, on, as far as dress. Yeah. He watches that does them. Not me. I, you know, I nude. saw that highlight. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, he's going to say that. You know, he, he watch- dresses down to the bare bones. Yep. That he's nude. He he watches nude. Balls. I'm sorry. And balls. Good, Good morning. That was horribly morning, disappointing to me. It was a little disappointing. I want me some glory hope. But I needed uh, something today, Jerry. Oh no! I listen. I get it. And the headline's fun. Yeah. But then watching the interview, like. So I heard them ask the question, so I marked it. I'm like, all right, that can't be it. They're going to come back to it at some point. I listened to the whole 20 minutes. Like, that was it? The follow-up should have said, because those guys are comfortable with Jerry Jones. Very much, yeah. The follow-up should have been, I'm sorry, Jerry. I want to make sure I'm I'm interpreting this correctly. Are you saying that you sometimes watch the Dallas Cow- watch the NFL when the Cowboys are not playing in the nude. Yeah, if you watch the Cowboys nude, that would be a problem because mm-hmm. he's in a sweet in the stadium. <laughs> I watched the Cowboys in the nude. Mm-hmm. They did go back to his favorite because he didn't answer the uh, how what he eats when he watches well, okay. the NFL, which he they came back to. He said popcorn. He eats uh, popcorn. That was it. Yeah. Piff and butts and candy and nuts. And popcorn. Candy I was disappointed because usually when he's on every week, you yeah. get some good stuff. He was very into the football this week. Oh, really? There was nothing. Yeah, he didn't well, give you much. The season's ramping, you know, on its You're way right. down. We're on the decline part. He's going to Washington this weekend. Oh, Cowboys-Washington? Have I told you I hate the 17th game yet? Yes, they're in Washington 1 o'clock oh, on Sunday. Oh. What do you mean? Oh. This is, here's Taylor what this Heineke, is. Taylor oh Go win the game, and yeah. you pretty much win the division Sunday. Right. Because you would now have a three-game lead on Washington if you did that. I've got a prediction early. Pain? Washington wins. Just because the cowboy fan in you speaking, (laughs) God help me. Just because this is how the NFL is going this year, it is going to come down. No, no team. They're not going to run away with it. I hope they're going to go to Washington. You think those punks are going to wear their white jerseys and do that whole Cowboys wear? What is why? No, I don't think they do that anymore. I really don't. What is what does Washington usually wear at home? Don't they usually wear burgundy? They dress like Jerry Jones. They're nude. They play nude. They're skins. Literally, (laughs) Jerry. No, I, I think they wear their burgundy at home, okay. but I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about that. Teams still change it up now. You don't know what you, you don't don't. know what you're going to get on no. us. Like the Jets Sunday. were black this weekend, yeah. which I thought was cool, but I'm like, who's that? Yeah. What I know we've this? seen them before. What is this? What is this? What is this outfit? I know. So you don't think Jerry Jones is nude when he's watching the NFL? No. It's uncomfortable. You can't lay on the couch nude. Uh, I would pass on that. Yeah. I don't even like in the summer. I don't even walk around. I don't I've heard have, you don't even shower nude. <laughs> You're going in a bathing, bathing suit. suit. <laughs> I don't even like to be shirtless anymore because even someone in the best shape, when you sit down shirtless, your stomach curls well, up. stuff gets together. Yeah. Right. It's bunched up. There's nothing you can do about even it. Even beautiful women with flat stomachs, you see them sitting down, rolls up. Sure. It's a, not a great look. The best look is when you're standing straight up. Yeah. So I don't ever... I will never be in a bathing suit shirtless sitting down. Never ever. going to happen. Ever, no, ever, ever. You will never catch me doing that. I hear you. I don't know what to tell you about that. Hmm. This I found interesting, Jerry. This is, um, well, first of all, yesterday on the pot post-game podcast yeah. that we do, it got very deep. It did. I'm sorry about that. No, no. I, I mean that in a good way. Okay. It was a very deep conversation we had about life. Right. You know, I only got two comments about it. <laughs> two? Is anyone listening to this? I don't we, know. Are we wasting our time? <laughs> you have to tell me. I don't look at the number. Eddie is, looks at the numbers, right? Is Twitter dead? Like, what is going I on? I don't know. We, we don't promote it, though, either anymore. Well, because... I'm just saying we don't. Nothing I hate more than someone getting a podcast 
like Andrew Marchand from the Post, New York Post. You hate his podcast? Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> listen to it, but I like him on Twitter. Right. But now all he does is talk about his podcast and the New York Post Plus that I can't, that no one gets. Yes. So you're ruining your Twitter. I didn't want to ruin Twitter by constantly promoting, promoting. Well, we did it in the beginning just we to kind of get people yeah. out there. I agree. Well, we have a podcast. Right. But you got very deep about life, and I thought more people needed to hear it. I should have <laughs> tweeted that one out. It's okay. It to only get two comments about it is embarrassing. Well, I never get comments about the podcast ever anymore, so yeah. it's what it is. But when you were selling your calendars, yeah, which you still have on sale, uh, did stocking get... stuffers. You not got a... many. You, not many what? Not many left. Oh, okay. I had a very... Busy couple of days. Oh, good for, uh, good for you. Yeah. But you got a lot of podcast listeners, so they're out yes. there. They just are not commenting. Correct. Maybe they're not into what we were discussing. I but, don't know. But that bothered me, Jerry. I'm sorry I, to hear I that. I wanted a, a, big, a big push on the podcast for that one. Mm, all right. Uh, in related New York City news, Jerry, this is New York City news. What are your thoughts on this? So we know that the Mayor Bill de Blasio, now his term's almost over, end of the year. December 31st, and yeah. then Eric Adams. I actually in. thought Eric Adams took over already until I saw de Blasio <laughs> st- sitting there at the podium the other day. I did. Yeah. Uh, I guess January 1st, he okay. takes over. Or the 3rd, whatever third. it is. Although someone's got to be mayor on New Year's Day. <laughs> right. They should make the outgoing mayor get New Year's Eve so they're in charge of that disaster <laughs> in Times Square. And then the new guy takes over the 1st after yeah, it's cleaned yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll so tell you about that. I you one time back in probably ninety eight or ninety nine. I worked an overnight. I worked yeah. the New Year's Eve overnight. I think it was now nah, that was Thanksgiving with Ackerman. Anyway, I worked the overnight on New Year's Eve, and then I drove. I'm like, do I drive through Manhattan to get to the Lincoln Tunnel to get home? Because we were in Queens at the time. I'm like, yeah, if it looks bad, I'll just I'll figure a different way to the tunnel. I went my normal route. I went right through Times Square. It looked like nothing had happened. Yeah. At 6 a.m., and there were how many people there at 1 a.m. still? A million people. Fascinating how quickly they clean yeah. that up. But you're right. As soon as it's cleaned up, the new mayor should be able to look to make sure it's cleaned up, and he goes, okay, I'll take over now. Clean slate. Clean slate. I agree. Did you ever do New, uh, New Year's Eve in Times no, Square? No, nor do I have any interest in that. Are you uh, out of your mind? I did one time, 1991. You did? 1991. Uh, with your parents? No, not my parents, Jerry. I was a man in 1991. You hadn't had sex yet. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, my friend Paul and my friend Rob, we went into New York City to see Joan Jett at a biker bar. And then we went over to uh, Times Square. Right. Is that unbelievable? You in a biker bar. What, what's wrong with this picture? A biker bar. Holy cow. You need to go to Nashville. I think it was a biker. By the way, I think we went to a biker bar mm-hmm. for women who like women. Biker bar. So you fit right in. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then we went to Times Square. All right. Look at you. Then so we did you wear home. diapers? No, I didn't wear diapers. I just probably didn't have any drinks or anything. Time out. You went to a biker bar in your early 20s. To see Joan Jett. On New Year's Eve and yeah. didn't have a drink? No, I was. this was before I had a drink yet either. I never had a drink at that point. Boy, you are an odd bird, man. Yeah. Holy cow. Late bloomer, Jerry. Whatever you want to call it. What about Paul? No, none of us had drinks. We don't. We didn't. Well, drink. you were some crew to run with. Yeah, we. Went, oh my god! We went to a female biker bar to see Joan Jett, and then we went to Times Square. There's fun, and then there's the Duke's crew. <laughs> oh my god! I don't give a damn about my reputation. Apparently not. <laughs> but then again, you didn't have to wear a diaper. I did not have to wear a diaper. No. There's, see, there's two things. So you've got that in Times Square. Yeah. And on a much, much smaller scale, I always wonder. So you've never been to Dallas yet to the new stadium? Well, not no. no anymore, to AT&T Stadium. So they sell, it's got to be a couple thousand tickets for standing room only. Yes. And what they do is a couple of hour, couple hours before kickoff, they open up the doors for the standing room only section, and there's a mad rush because if you're not in the first couple of rows standing there, you can't really see the game. So you're just kind of hanging out in the stadium. So people rush to the front so they can stand, and now they're standing for five hours. You can't go to the bathroom, though. Right. So I guess you got to wear a diaper to the game. An official Dallas Cowboy NFL diaper. I'm sure they sell that. Why wouldn't they? (laughs) They should sell that at the stadium, right? They should. Well, yeah. Or out front have uh, bootleg versions. How about this? You get it free with your standing room only ticket. And a free diaper. And a free diaper. So anyway, Jerry, this uh, Bill de Blasio, he is doing a vax mandate. To, uh, work. He's going to try, yeah. He's going to try to wor- uh, work in New York City for all private 
so like a WFA and you yeah. have to be vaccinated or you can't uh, come to work. And they're setting it for December 27th. Oh, okay. Which is four days before he leaves. Why yeah. wouldn't he just leave that up to the new guy? Because people hate him already, so he figures, <laughs> well, what's one more thing? <laughs> On the way out the door? Yeah. He might be one of the most hated. Yeah, he's not like Right? Yeah. So what does he care? <laughs> and he also figures, that's the final week. It's like right before when Mark Chernoff left, he cut my talent pay for uh, doing <laughs> live commercials. All of ours. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yours. Sue. <laughs> like you couldn't, you couldn't push that off until you left. I also don't know that that came just from Mark, but I, I get know. your point. Seems like I it understand. Came from him. So, well, yeah. Eric Adams will have to deal with it on Monday the third, right? Because there's no way that's going to go into effect. I don't know. That'll be blocked somehow. In I some don't know, court. Jerry. I would think that'll be blocked. I was reading some statistics about New York City yeah. and workers. They say that uh, really only half of the people that are in New York City are fully vaxxed. Mm -hmm. That would mean half the people can't come to work. That's, yeah. A lot of people are going to have some problems. we got a bunch around here, right, yeah. don't we? I think. No one on this program that works no, no. directly on but this program, there but there are people in the station, office. Yeah. Sure. And I asked one of those people yesterday, so you think they're going to replace you from within or are they going to hire outside? <laughs> How did he handle that? He gave me a long uh, dissertation upon his oh, is that right? views. Oh, And I was is, just going for the joke. Right, you were trying to be hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, we'll figure it out. We yeah. got a couple weeks to go before that. And Christmas is two weeks from Saturday. But that Eric Adams, he could just roll up and be like a hero to some people. It he could be. Well, and that's, like, hey, yeah. this is out. And maybe that's what Kyrie Irving is waiting for to Eric play basketball. Adams. A new mayor that's going to change the, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I saw in Canada yesterday, if you're an unvaxxed NBA player, I guess NHL too, any athlete, if you go into, you're not going to be allowed to go to Canada uh, starting January 15th. So if you're an unvaxxed player, now the Nets can't have it, obviously, but you could be an unvaxxed player on the Pacers, say. Well, guess what? You're not playing in Toronto. Is that right? That is correct. That came out yesterday. Well, this Canada. And they can't play in New York either, right? No, no visiting player, can you? Oh, they can. Mm -hmm. That's the whole, that's the nonsense of this. So Kyrie Irving's not allowed to play on the Nets, but any guy that's unvaxxed on any other team can come in and play a Barkley Center or Madison Square Garden, no problem. Yeah. Kind of like, like when Joe Rogan did the Garden. If you weren't, yeah, you if you weren't vaccinated, you're not allowed in the garden to watch an unvaccinated guy perform. Makes no sense. So it's weird, Jerry. Inconsistency. Ooh, that's it is a problem. Weird, wild stuff. All right, we'll take a quick break. All we got right. a lot to do. We have just scratched the surface, as they say. Five seventeen. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, 25 after 5. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Nets with a really good come from behind win last night in Dallas. Knicks did win. as was funny. The Knicks can win on the road. They're terrible at home. But they did win last night. They got to 12 and 12. Nets uh, conference best 17 and 7. Um, what else you got? The Army-Navy football game is this weekend. I was wondering. What, I was like, why do the Marines not have a football team? I don't know. I have no idea. Does the Air Force have a football they team? They do. Yes, they do. Why are they never in the mix on these cool games? <laughs> I, Eddie would know better than me. It's a classic Army, Army Navy. Navy. Yeah, Army, Navy, and Air Force all have Division One teams. Merchant Marines have a basketball team, I know. Do they a have a football team, too? Yeah, D3, as does yeah. the Coast Guard. Coast Guard? I would love to see the Marines get a football but team. But the Marines tough. are kind of like affiliated with the Navy. The Marines are? Yes. That sounds so confusing. Jerry, do you root for Army or Navy? Well, my dad was in the Army, so I'll root for Army. Oh, okay. I root for Army as well. My there friend you. Steve was there. My dad was in the Air Force. If they played either, I would root They root do Air play. Force. They're, were they in the West, the WAC? Is that where they're at? Mountain <laughs> that West? Was, uh, the WAC doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they're in the Mountain The Mountain West. West. But why don't they get to play a cool game against another military? Well, they do. They play every year. The three of them play well, each other for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Yeah, but all we ever hear about is Army-Navy. I feel like the Air Force is getting the, <laughs> the shaft. Well, the shaft, you exactly. Know, the, the, just like the Marines were a part of the Navy... The Air Force was originally the Army Air Corps, part of the Army. 
Uh, so Army Navy as a thing was established before the Air Force existed. You ever talk to Eddie and just feel dumber about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the other weird thing about the Navy. They have airplanes. Why? Because they have aircraft carriers. Yeah, in the, in the ocean. Right, but that should be the Air Force. I don't know, man. <laughs> they are, the Navy should just deal with ships. Just the way I look at it. Navy deals with ships. And the Air Force should use their Force, carriers. Yes, Air Force planes. <laughs> I feel like an ass right Army now. helicopters. And the Ar- Army has helicopters. Right. right. Army helicopters, Marines on the ground kicking ass. No, you know, tanks. And Army <laughs> tanks also. You know the baddest people on the world on the planet have to be Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. I know Marines get all the, yeah. you know, the commercials are tremendous. The Navy, Navy SEALs, SEAL. though. I mean, good Lord. Right. You go in there, Jerry. That's insane stuff. Hand-to-hand combat. I mean, it all is, but that is another I almost, level. I almost joined the Navy SEALs when you? I was in high school. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you were going to try to. <laughs> then they said you got to be more than 115 pounds. Get out. And a man <laughs> at the also, time. <laughs> we're looking for men. <laughs> at the time. I think a woman can be a Navy SEAL now, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yes. I don't know if 1991 they could have been. I don't know. I'm well, not that sure a, about that. That was a very special force, yeah. the Navy SEAL. I like I like the thought in your head that you could have been a Navy SEAL. No, my you life wouldn't would have, have been, lasted six hours. My life would have been so much different, Jerry. You wouldn't have made it. Oh, you don't know. I do know. Mentally. You took a softball off the shin and stopped playing for three months because you were in pain. But if they got me a when Navy I was... A Navy SEAL. Right. If they got me when I was 17, this you, is when they got to get I'm you. sorry. No Yeah, chance. I think like only 10% of the people who try out for it actually make Correct. it. Right. That training, they try to break you. And let me tell you, no offense, you would have been broken in four pieces. When I took the tour and they showed me the toilets, I'd be like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> no, you would not have been There's able to no do it. There's no dividers. <laughs> it would have been brutal for four you. doors on these toilets. Oh, my God. Are you a Navy SEAL? <laughs> Jerry, the Mets have uh, another... I've heard man- some dumb things today, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, another name has emerged in the Mets managerial hey, search. Walter's getting the job. Bob Guerin. Yeah, Does he right. turn you on? No. It's fine. He it's another a, one like the other couple. Okay. All the other bench coaches. Doesn't excite you, though. He was a bench coach under Terry Collins here with the Mets. Buck Showalter excites you. That excites As you. As you found out from the Twitter polls yesterday. Yes. And I wonder if, like, when they were searching for a GM, when they made, they kept, like, offering, oh, this guy. Oh, no thanks. No thanks. No thanks. I wonder if it'll be the similar situation for the manager. No. Because no, this manager's coming in with the Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. Buck Showalter's getting the job. He's gonna. You, I really believe that. I have now at, for a few weeks. Would you put it at better than eighty-five percent? I would. And by the way, as a Mets fan, that would excite me. And Max Scherzer apparently wants Buck. Yeah. Get him here. There was a very short window. It was like a Friday. Yeah. When or Saturday, where Curtis Granderson's name was floated around. Yes. And then it just disappeared. Yeah, I don't know where that came from because I was in Chicago and I saw yes. on Friday and I Friday. saw a headline, Granderson in the mix. Yeah. I'm like, and then I read the article <laughs> and it was as if he didn't even inquire about the job that someone threw his name out so there. Was, someone, you think so? Someone just was like, what I don't about know. Curtis Granderson? Let's I get him. I even saw someone put David Wright's name down as a potential. So I don't know if it was a target, like they thought about it. Maybe they threw the names around in the office and that got out to someone. But I don't. But I thought I saw a John Heyman tweet even about it that his name was in the mix. I, you know what? I love John Heyman, but God knows what he's putting out there. In the mix. Gotta yeah. have it. I mean, who knows? All this stuff is such hearsay. Can we say right now that uh, that Jerry Recco says Buck Showalter will be the next Mets general manager? You can say that I believe he will be. Can we say that you have sources no, that know I have the no thinking sor- I, of the no, Mets? I don't know. I have any sources. No one has any thinking. I think, though, you me personally, personally, that that's who the Mets will end up with. Because I don't think money will be an issue. I also read something somewhere yesterday that Steve Cohen has Buck as his first choice. Is that right? Max Scherzer wants Buck. Let's go. And no. the guys won everywhere. World Series, no. Has he gotten? Yes. I love that when people go, that guy's ne- like so-and-so never won a world. Okay. But, or there'll be like, uh, I saw this on Twitter yesterday when I, uh, in response to your poll yeah. about Buck Showalter, uh, somebody wrote back, guy never wins in the playoffs. Oh, please. Postseason. I go, okay. None of these other guys we have ever even get to the postseason. Correct. Exactly. So I'll take getting to the postseason and losing over not getting to the yeah, postseason. Yeah, I think he, I really do think for this team, for what they have and what they need, perfect. Because I think a guy like Francisco Lindor is not going to go into Buck Showalter's office and demand anything <laughs> or play 
you know, what was it with the rat? What was the raccoon? What was that nonsense with or the with Jeff McNeil? Yeah, where there was. The, I don't think that stuff happens. You're right. I think they took advantage of a young manager that, while he did it in the minor leagues, this was his first major league deal. I think they took advantage of him and acted more like they're friends. You don't take advantage of a guy with white hair because that's a man with experience. Well, I would hope not. And I think in this case, he comes with a hell of a resume. Yes. And I think, too, it will be Buck's way or the highway. I do. And I think that's what this team needs, accountability. Know what I would say if I were him? The Buck stops here. Mm. Let's see if that sinks in. Why do I get the sense some lame producer in some <laughs> other city once used that where Buck was? <laughs> Probably in Arizona. <laughs> or what about on the back page of a paper? The Buck stops here, and then a picture of Buck show. I'm sure that's been used many times. That would not be <laughs> in surprising. Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore, in Arizona. The other thing, too, people are like, oh, he managed the Orioles. Yeah, he was really good with the Orioles until the last couple of years when they had no players. They won a lot under Buck. So he managed in Arizona as well, you're telling me? Yes. I don't remember He that. built that team up, and then he left, and then won the World Series the next year. And then his next year, two years, I forget what it was. He got them to be really good. Absolutely. So he's the guy, I guess. Was Buck the manager, Eddie, that walked Barry Bonds with the bases loaded? <laughs> he yeah. walked in he a run. Was, right? Yeah, because Walled at that it. time, you couldn't throw the ball. Whatever Bonds was doing, he was, as you remember, you couldn't throw the ball by him. He and any time he swung, up. the ball went out of the park. I'm pretty sure it was Buck that walked him with the bases loaded. Like You talk about respect. And then they were up by a few runs. Like, this guy ain't beating me. Right. Give him first base, you can score the run. That's a bold move. Yeah. I think it was Buck. How about that? Imagine him doing it here. <laughs> People be nuts. Do you think he'd do a uh, managerial spot weekly on WFAN? I do. I do. With I'll Carmen Roberts. This. I'm glad you said that before about respect. You said the players would respect Buck Showalter. Evan Roberts better respect Buck Showalter because he was very disrespectful. Again. To Luis Rojas. And Because he thought he could. Right. He's not going to get away. I don't oh. think he would do that with Buck. Buck Showalter will come right down here. You're right. And smack I, Evan across the face. And I literally, I, you know, I didn't know much about Buck Showalter and, uh, as opposed to just his managerial stuff. Yeah. Watching him on MLB Network a couple of times. He did some games this past year. Watching him on Yes Network. Bring him in. Let's go. Get him got, here. I'm going to, if if I may quote you, you have a, a better than 85% chance Buck Showalter is your next Mets manager. If I was making the decision, yeah. he would be the next manager. Right. But I don't even care what he wants you're financially. Not, you're not making those decisions. I'm not. But you still believe at eight, over 85% chance. I believe he will be the next Met manager. Can you get odds on, on that? On, uh, I don't know. MGM, um, you uh, get odds on anything. Win, uh, I don't know about the apps, though. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. The, yeah, the apps, sometimes they don't have the. They're a little uh, restrictive. A little restrictive. Like yeah. in Vegas, you can basically bet on anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the apps. Yeah. So we can check that. In Vegas, what? You just go up to the window and go, hey, I want to make a bet on the Buck Showalter. Maybe. I haven't been to Vegas in 17 years, so oh, I really so it's don't been know. A little while. But you can I'm bet on really the Heisman, sure. right? On the apps, probably. I would certainly think so. I would think so. Odds for it, Buck. Let's see. Show Walter. No way to get this to manage the Mets. Yeah. Let's see. You think we get odds? No. Uh, Not on the apps. You're right. Let's see, betting odds. You know what? DraftKings. Is that right? DraftKings, if I'm looking at this correctly, has odds on who will be the next Met manager. Yeah. This is as of October 14th, so this is going back a couple of months. a little while. They had, here's the list. This was, excuse me, courtesy of DraftKings as of October of 2021, so two months ago. The odds-on favorite at the time were Carlos Beltran. Is that right? Plus 600. Mm. Now, Joe McEwing was plus 850. People have this love affair with Joe McEwing. Super Joe McEwing. I don't even know who that is. Joe McEwing? He's like a super sub in what late nineties. You don't 90s? remember Joe McEwing on the Mets? <laughs> no, nope. he was a utility guy. The fans loved him. Jerry, here's the thing though: I checked out when baseball went on strike in 1994, and then I checked back in when I got here in 2007. I know, so I it understand. Been a number, but it was a third. I right. took a 13 year. Uh, uh, I, 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 I you took a away, hiatus. A hiatus, if you will, Jerry. 13 year hiatus. You know what's funny about this list, real quick. So Joe Espada, a name we've been talking He's about, there. was third on the list at plus right. nine fifty. All right, Matt Quartraro yes. is on the list at plus fourteen hundred. Even back then, Jerry. Back then, you know who else is plus fourteen hundred? Who? 
Buck Showalter. So you can uh, bet it? I, I get, according to this, DraftKings had this in October. I don't know if it still is there. And the, the, those odds on Buck got to have changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would certainly think so. And my favorite, and this was, this was I said this to you uh, last week, uh, the guy I would have tried to hire, Mike Sosha, plus 5,000. Wow. So he, he was must, not exactly uh, up there. His name doesn't even get bantied about, no. which is very odd. He no. must want, have no interest. <laughs> Somehow, and I don't, hey, this can't be right. This is Lenny Dykstra was on the list of plus 20,000. <laughs> Imagine him. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. 536, Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock. We got a lot to do on a Wednesday on The Fan. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas, December 8th, John Lennon Day, if you will. Uh, we've done a lot so far. We've been all over the map, which is kind of good and fun, actually. You know that uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, Jerry? Yeah, it makes me sick. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but they just shove all those hot dogs down their throat. Mm-hmm. They wet the rolls. They right. shove those down their throat. They do it like on the 4th of July. But those freaks, Jerry, they're out there doing eating contests all year long. But the wing eating contest is very popular, right? They eat wings. Uh, evidently, there's also a uh, shrimp cocktail eating contest. Okay. Which a Joey Chestnut won that. That's the guy who eats all the hot dogs. What does this dude do? Just suck meat down his throat? Y- yes. That's exactly what he does, God. Jerry. Sucks meat down Because you're his not throat. biting the shrimp, right? <laughs> I can't like, imagine. Like, you don't bite the hot dog. Don't you just shove it down your throat? Shove it right down your throat. No, I think you do chew the hot dog. You do? Yeah, I think you chew it. You shove the uh, wet roll. <laughs> you shove the wet roll down your throat. But I think you chew the hot dog like a uh, like a saw. Like, like what do your insides in? look like? I don't know. But That's this horrible. guy, this guy ate um, seventeen pounds of shrimp cocktail in eight minutes. First of all, I order shrimp cocktail as my appetizer when mm-hmm. I go out if it's on the menu. It's expensive. And very expensive. 17 pounds of it? Well, this is for the good of the competition. <laughs> your intestines must look like, not yours, but like... Joey Chestnut. The intestine, like a trash compactor. Yeah. Just... And then he has to go oh. to the bathroom with somebody. It's so disgusting. Gross. Uh, but the one thing that's weird about, uh, like, that's my go-to appetizer. one thing that's weird? <laughs> no, no, the, the shrimp cocktail oh, is okay. my go-to appetizer, because I feel like it's healthy. Yeah. Right? It's not fried. I would think so. It's cold. It's just... It's a, uh, it's the lowest caloric yeah. uh, food you could you could have. It's uh, nothing bad in it. But you find this like most people when you order an appetizer, you are splitting it with the person you're at dinner with for the most part. I would agree with that. Yeah, a lot. Sometimes people get their own, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you're splitting it with uh, your wife, mm-hmm. your girlfriend, your husband, whatever it is, Jerry. When you and your husband go out, I'm sure you share the appetizers. <laughs> I don't like when they do an uneven amount. I, <laughs> and then you're fighting over the extra one. <laughs> yeah, like they'll give you five shrimp cocktail. What? Well, I go because in a lot of places, don't you get the shrimp cocktail in like a little uh, martini glass? In the glass, yeah. And, and put it around the rim and yep. then there's the cocktail sauce in the middle. And the ice. That to me, I will say, if there's, you get like the, the, the little salad, to me is an individual appetizer. Yes. I think the shrimp cocktail is too. An I individual? Do. I do. But it's so pricey, Jerry. You're spending I understand. $17 well, on the shrimp wallet, cocktail. You cheapskate. I understand. Then don't get it. And then you have to go, oh. Cut, no, the, we... cut the extra one in half. Gina and I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> We've cut the uneven amount of shrimp cocktail right in half. It is funny. I know you've probably dealt with this at the time with her son. It is funny as the kids get older. Yeah. And all of a sudden appetizers you used to get. That they either weren't all that interested yes. in or they had, you know, they weren't eating much of that you, you looked forward to. Yes. One day you go out to dinner, they eat it all. Right. Because it's that, like, hey, guys. Right. Now they're an adult. And yes. They're like, you know what? I do like shrimp cocktail. What about us? Yeah. <laughs> go order your own. Yeah, order your you own. You guys eating that? <laughs> yes, I am. And the only other thing, though, with the shrimp cocktail, I don't know if Joey Chestnut was worried about this while eating 17 pounds of it. You've got to be careful that the vein is removed. Is this true? Yeah. Because the vein is where their excrement goes. Okay. And you don't want to eat shrimp excrement. Well, I see. I don't know. I don't uh, de-vein shrimp. Yeah. Well, the restaurant's supposed to do that they for you. They do. When Have you ever bought shrimp that have the eyes on them and you got to do all the no. work? You haven't. Okay. Eyes on the shrimp? Yeah. 
Oh, no, I've not seen You've never that. bought the whole shrimp no. and then done the whole process yourself. No, I don't like to do that. My grandmother used to do that back in the day. Is that right? I, now, it's... I haven't seen anyone do it in a long time, but I know. Would you eat the eyes or those get thrown out? No, I've never. No. No, no, Shrimp no, no, cocktail no. eyes? No. That sounds like you... a song. <laughs> you got Betty Davis eyes and shrimp cocktail eyes. <laughs> She's got shrimp cocktail eyes. Do, 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 do. Exactly. <laughs> A uh, very uh, controversial story, Jerry, but I want to share it with you here. We, oh, yay. We uh, also do controversial topics. We don't just do lighthearted shrimp cocktail, <laughs> which you've brought to the table here today, Jerry. Yes. There's an interesting story going on at the University of Pennsylvania. That's an Ivy League school. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with that. I've heard of it. I've been Most there many times. Most of the time times. we think Harvard, Brown, Yale, but UPenn, yeah. Ivy League school. There's a transgender swimmer who competed as a male swimmer when he was a male at UPenn and then transgendered to female, and now she is competing on the women's team. She is dominating, Jerry, crushing the competition, breaking all sorts of uh, female swimming records, Mm -hmm. and there is controversy of uh, should she be able to do that. I think we're getting to a point, and I don't know if we'll see this in our lifetime. All right. My idea would be, if I was running college athletics, even high school athletics, you know, we're not separating the boys and the girls anymore, and the men and the women. It's just, you've got a basketball team. Yeah. And I think what you could do is have different levels, almost an A and a B. You have A level, B level teams. I like this. So that, like, listen, you get, some of these girls can shoot lights out. And so it's not like, well, then you're going to eliminate girls basketball. No, I don't think you would. I think it would be very difficult for sure to be on the, you know, to have a majority of a female team right now just because of the size and the strength. But I think because of where we are in society, I think we're getting to a point in the next hundred years to where you just have athletics. And I don't know that it's going to be men's, women's. It's women want to play football, let them play football. They want to play basketball, let's go, try out. I think everybody is going to be grouped together and you have different levels of teams. That's interesting. I, because I don't know how else you, because I've read this story and this has come down many times now. I would say we've 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 seen this. Yes, I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. Right, because if you look at it from a her standpoint, right, she is female, and she loves swimming. So should she not be able to swim? I know no. it's, a, it's a complicated conversation. Very complicated. It really is. How about this, women? Step your game up. Let's go. Like you said, Jerry, let's get on the football teams. Let's get on the basketball teams. Let's get on the baseball teams. Different levels. I like that. I've not heard that from someone. Yeah, that's something I've actually talked to my son about many times. Um, Not just from the standpoint of when topics like this come up, you know, he'll he'll ask me, what do I think? Because it is. It's a topic for sure. And that, to me, I've thought about it a lot. That's the only thing I can come up with. Have you heard uh, people in the higher ups? No. Uh, you got to pitch this. No. Yeah, but the thing is with the sexual dimorphism, it's just men are stronger, faster. Sexual dimorphism? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes, because that, and that's why we have a, ma- a male sports I know, and female which sports. is why I say you would have to have different levels. Different levels. Because I don't think it would be fair, you know, like I say, you can find plenty of women that can outshoot men. I mean, they just can. But I don't know how many women can go toe-to-toe with, like, for instance, Illinois got this kid. His name is Kofi Colburn. He's 7 feet tall. He's 270 pounds. And if he's got 3% body fat on him, it's a lot. He looks like Shaq in his heyday. I don't know how many women are built that way to compete with that. So I think you would have to have different levels of team, but I think the teams can be mixed. Like, there's no reason you can't have a sharpshooter on that team. Like, 100% that could be the case. From the outside. Right. Absolutely. And then, likewise, you could have some guys who maybe are not as big or as strong. Compete. Perhaps. Al use uh, with the women. <laughs> set himself up. I saw, I saw his arm over there. But I just think I if, if, if this is where we're going in society, I don't know how, like, unless you're going to have a transgender team, but now you're talking about how many of them are there to be able to put teams like that together. So I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know. These are complicated, you know, discussions to have and decisions that are going to have to be made. But that is something I've always thought of. How do let's you and I set up a meeting with NCAA or something. I'd love for you to pitch this idea and I'll be your agent. 
And well, and part of, and you know, the idea, we gotta take a break, I know. Part of my idea, too, was not necessarily based on the transgender thing, but was more based on, you know, there's a lot of women that do want to play football. There are women that want to play baseball and not softball. Let them play. Like, go try out. Like, why not? Why not? If they're good enough, great. Like, why wouldn't you want, you know, whether she's a girl or a guy, if she can hit the ball 450 feet, damn it, batter fourth and let's go. You're still trying to win a game. So, I don't know. We'll see. We've got a long way to go. In our lifetime, I'm not sure. But I do think we're, we'll head in that direction at some point. In my lifetime, yes, I'm only 52, Jerry. I'm going to live to be 100. There's actually a story on living much longer. That's I'm for the podcast. Not if you're healthy. And, and it's easy to say that now. When you're 99, let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right, quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up. we got an Odyssey Sports Minute. Uh, Amy Lawrence, she's brought to you by Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey. <laughs> I'm not reading this, Eddie, but it's on Luka Doncic. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Nets came back late, beat the Mavericks 102-99 in Dallas. Knicks win in San Antonio 121-109. Good night for R.J. Barrett. Uh, what else? Rangers, seven straight, and the Islanders finally won. Jerry, many alert listeners have pointed out to me that uh, Marines also go to the Naval Academy, and then they choose whether they want to go Navy or Marines. That's why the Marines don't have a football team. It's really confusing me, Boomer. <laughs> Army, Navy, we hear about. No Marine football team? They'd be badass. Then he wanted to know why the Air Force didn't have a football team. Right. Of course they, they do, do have one. I don't we know, know why, that. Why don't, aren't they, like, it's always like Army, Navy, very exciting. They don't ever get a, a big, cool game. Air Force? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They're, they're a part of the Commander-in-Chief trophy. The three but he wants the game. Like this WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.